Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Seducing My Married Coworker by Scott Green My name is Ian. This is the story of some of the hottest sex I've ever had. I don't say that lightly I've been with over a hundred women in my life. I know your first reaction is to be skeptical, but it's true. It helps that I follow the two classic internet rules of how to get girls. 1. Be attractive and 2. Don't be unattractive. I've been told I look like a more approachable version of Ivan Drago from the old Rocky movies. I'm a big guy, at around 6 feet 5 inches and at the risk of sounding immodest, I'm built. I'm not as beefy as Ivan no man is without major steroids but I'm a personal trainer, part-time, at least, and spend a lot of my time working out. Good looks are extremely helpful in getting women, for the confidence boost if nothing else, but they're not enough on their own. At least, not for my numbers. You also need to be able to connect with women, show interest in their interests, anticipate their turn-ons and turn-offs, understand what they want from sex, and so on. Experience and willingness to be turned down is also critical. I've had at least as many failures as successes, but I've learned how to deal with rejection. But the biggest secret to sleeping with lots of women is to broaden your standards. I'm 32 now, but when I was younger, I only wanted to sleep with nines and tens. That was fine for a while, but everything changed one night after I slept with a six. I won't go into details now, but that night changed my life. At the time, it was the best sex I'd ever had. I couldn't believe how much this six had outshone the other objectively more attractive women. I thought maybe it was a one-off, but after a few more SIXS, I realized it wasn't. It took me a bit to figure out why six sex was so much better, but I've developed a few theories. First, SIXS are more appreciative when a guy like me shows interest in them. Nines and tens take it for granted, but for these SIXS, I may be the only ten who's ever approached them. Second, SIXS generally know their SIXS, and they've developed in other ways to make themselves more attractive. Nines and tens usually coast on their looks, but SIXS tend to be more interesting. My last theory ties these two other theories together, because SIXS don't usually get to be with tens, and because they don't rely on their looks alone, they're usually better lovers. They realize that a ten fucking them might be a once-in-a-lifetime event, and they show it. Once I realized this, I expanded my range from exclusively nines and tens to fives and up. And the amount of women I was sleeping with skyrocketed. I admit it's a bit reckless to sleep with so many women, especially without condoms whenever possible, but I don't have any kids yet at least as far as I know. I have had an infection or two, but nothing incurable. Well, besides herpes, but everyone has herpes these days. Most of the time you can't even tell. But enough about me. Let me introduce you to the woman who would become my favorite partner, Cassie. Cassie was a co-worker of mine at the outpatient physical therapy clinic I work at. Well, technically, she's kind of my boss because she's a physical therapist, and I'm just a PDA, aka an assistant. But she usually worked at one of our sister locations, so when she did cover a shift at ours, she didn't pull rank on me. When I first met Cassie, I thought she was a five, and an uninteresting one at that. 
Cassie is a bit older than me, at 36. Physically, she's on the taller side, maybe 5 feet 11 inches, with long straight red hair that falls halfway down her back. But she looked very lanky, especially in her loose-fitting scrubs, and I preferred my women with a bit more meat on them. She also didn't wear any makeup, which didn't do her any favors. I know many guys say they prefer no makeup, but trust me, most of them prefer light makeup and just think it's no makeup. Still, I'd slept with other fives before, but they usually had redeeming qualities. I didn't see that in Cassie. She was a chatter, but it seemed like all she talked about was her family and her church. She was happily married to her high school sweetheart, Joseph, and they had two perfect angel sons who were now in middle school. They spent a lot of their free time volunteering and going on mission trips together. I died a little any time I was sucked into one of these conversations. If things had gone differently, it was entirely possible I never even would have given Cassie a second thought. But then Casual Friday happened, and everything changed. As I mentioned, Cassie didn't usually work at my clinic. She filled in once every month or two on average, when another physical therapist needed time off. This is how I'd gone a year knowing Cassie without ever seeing her in anything other than loose scrubs. But one Friday, she had a shift to cover, and instead of her usual scrubs, she came in wearing jeans and a t-shirt. When I laid eyes on this new Cassie, I didn't even recognize her at first. Not to be overdramatic, but it was like she was a completely different person. Yes, Cassie was still skinnier than I normally preferred, but I could now see she had curves after all. Her ass wasn't large, but her frame made it seem bigger by comparison. Plus, her tight jeans emphasized how well-shaped it was. Cassie had breasts too. They were a B-cup at most, but again, on her frame, they were noticeable. She also had put on some light makeup, and her slightly splotchy skin now looked smooth and flawless. Plus, she had done something with her eyeliner that made her blue eyes really stand out, in a piercingly attractive way. Ironic that the first time I'd seen her in makeup was on Casual Friday, but I wasn't complaining. Seeing Cassie transform like this was an epiphany for me. If Cassie had been hiding herself physically like this, maybe there was more to her personality too than hashtag faith and family. I decided to find out. At lunch, I made sure to sit across from her, and unlike my usual strategy of avoiding chatting with her at all costs, I initiated a conversation. After some light small talk, I transitioned to my hidden purpose digging for signs of a real person under Cassie's boring veneer. Hey Cassie, I just realized I've known you for about a year now, and I still don't know much about you. I mean, I know about your church and family, but I mean you personally. Do you have any hobbies? Cassie looked at me thoughtfully, putting her fork down from the salad she'd been eating. Oh man, I have more hobbies than I have time for these days. She smiled wistfully as she turned her full attention to me. It was like she had just been waiting for someone to ask her that question. Let's see. I run quite a bit, and I like hiking too. Disc golf is a lot of fun, but I don't get to do that much anymore. I bake I've been making our own bread for years now. I like to read. Oh yeah? Any favorite authors or genres? I interjected. She looked around conspiratorially and leaned in towards me. In a low voice, she said, Don't laugh, but I actually really like Stephen King. I laughed. Stephen King? 
the guy who wrote all those horror stories about killer clowns and killer dogs. You're pulling my leg, aren't you? Cassie shook her head at me, as if she was annoyed at my disbelief, but she kept smiling. I told you not to laugh. But yes, that's Stephen King. I stared at her, still trying to decide if she was messing with me. I'm sorry. I just can't picture little Miss Innocent Cassie reading those kinds of stories. No offense, of course. See, you're not the first person who's told me that, Cassie said, jabbing her fork at me pointedly. But what none of you understand is that Stephen King's not really a horror writer. I mean, he is, but he's actually a character author first and foremost. He just uses horror situations to bring out different sides of the people he's created. Uh Uh-huh, I said, with a heavy undertone of skepticism. Listen, I know you're making fun of me now, Ian, but I know what I'm talking about. You know the Shawshank Redemption? Stephen King did that. Stand by me? Stephen King. The Green Mile? You guessed it. Mr. King himself. Wait, Stephen King wrote the Shawshank Redemption? Cassie smirked triumphantly. He sure did. Bet you didn't see that coming, did you? And even his horror stories spend a lot more time developing his characters than you think. That killer clown you referenced? You're talking about the story it, and that book's over a thousand pages long. Yes, there is horror there, but it's more of a coming-of-age story about a group of friends. Okay, damn, I said holding up my hands in mock surrender. I take it all back. Maybe I'll have to give him a chance sometime. You should. He's amazing. But what about you, Ian? What hobbies do you have? We talked through the rest of our lunch. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed our conversation. It was a far cry from the usual meaningless small talk I'd grown to expect from Cassie. Like I'd begun to suspect, it turned out there was a real person inside Cassie after all. I had to admit, I was becoming interested in her. But would I be able to do anything about it? The biggest problem was the fact that Cassie was happily married. I'd slept with married women before, but they had all been unhappy with their husbands. You never knew what someone's marriage was really like behind closed doors, and it was technically possible that Cassie and Joseph were having problems, but I doubted it. The fact that Cassie and I worked together at least occasionally also complicated things. As a rule, I tried to stay away from sleeping with coworkers, at least in jobs I liked. Several years ago, I'd had a bad experience after a fling with a coworker turned sour. I had to quit that job ultimately and I swore to myself that I'd be much more careful in the future. And yet, for the rest of the shift, I couldn't stop thinking about Cassie. I wondered how she'd react if she decided to give herself over to me, how her thin body would feel under mine, how she'd react to the pleasure I could give her. I made up my mind. I was going to try to seduce Cassie. My chances may not have been great, but I knew if I didn't try, I'd always wonder about what might have been. Despite what pickup artists would have you believe, there's no surefire way of seducing a woman. But I have learned a few tricks over the years. My first step was to hint to Cassie that I found her attractive. This can take some finesse, but if you can put the idea in a woman's head that you've noticed her without seeming creepy oftentimes she'll begin to think about you in the same way. In fact, for many of my conquests, this was pretty much all it took for them to offer themselves to me. To be fair, My looks helped a lot here, 
but I think even a less attractive man could use this as a solid starting point. And so, when Cassie and I were between patients, I casually quipped to her. I know this is random, but I wanted to tell you that I almost didn't recognize you this morning. Being outside of your normal scrubs, I was like, who is this red-haired woman coming in like she belongs here? Cassie laughed. Yeah, this is my first time doing casual Friday. But the only clean scrubs I had left aren't my favorite. So, I decided jeans it is. Makes sense. For whatever it's worth, you look great in them. If you don't mind me asking, where did you get them from? Why? You looking to buy some for yourself? Cassie arched an eyebrow at me. Hey now, don't judge. So what if I am? I shot back, before smiling. But no, I just want to know so I can recommend them to my future girlfriend. They're Levi's. But really? Your future girlfriend? Cassie wasn't buying it. I sensed it was too early to be overly forward just yet. Time to let my finesse work. It's not as crazy as it sounds. There is a specific girl I'm pursuing. She's not just hypothetical. And she's a sucker for new clothes I figured I might surprise her with some. Ah, romantic then. I wouldn't have pegged you as the type. Cassie teased me gently. I just like making my women happy. I shrugged, hoping Cassie caught my subtle undertone. I appreciate your help. No problem, Cassie said. Let's get this next patient another runner's knee. Fantastic. The rest of the day was uneventful, but I hoped the seed I planted in Cassie's mind was growing. I knew Cassie was going to be at the clinic with me all next week too, so I was in no hurry. Besides, I knew that if I were going to have a chance at Cassie, I'd need time to work on her first. Over the weekend, I developed a plan. I thought it was pretty good, but time would tell. On Monday, I was disappointed to discover that Cassie was back in her loose scrubs and no makeup look. Still, there was no backing off for me now that I knew what lay underneath her plain exterior. I did some very light, subtle flirting to keep her mind seed growing, but I was careful to never cross any boundaries. At lunch, I sat near her again. After some more small talk, I sprung my plan into action. So, Cassie, you mentioned that you run and hike. Do you go to the gym too? Cassie shook her head. Not anymore. I used to, but between work and my family, I found it was easier to just work out from home. We're signed up for a streaming exercise platform, so I just use that now. Oh yeah? How do you like it? I said, keeping it casual. I mean, it's fine. Hard to beat the convenience factor. I get that. Have you ever used a personal trainer before? I mean, obviously, you're a physical therapist so you don't need the exercise planning help. But for motivation and coaching? No. I never saw the need, to be honest. Especially if I have to pay for one. HM, this might be a harder sell than I'd hoped. I leaned forward towards Cassie. I don't know if you know this about me, but I do personal training on the side. Been doing it for about ten years now. I do a session here at the clinic before opening hours with some other people from work at a discounted rate. If you want, I can give you a free trial just to see if it's something you like. I mean, I dunno. I'd hate to leave home early and leave Joseph alone to get the kids ready for school. Plus, I'm used to working out at night. It's totally your call, no hard feelings either way. 
but think what you could do with the extra time in the afternoon. Don't worry about deciding now, but I'll be here all week if you want to give it a shot. Class starts at 6 a.m. and lasts 45 to 60 minutes, including warm-ups and cool-downs. We'll be done with enough time to shower and get ready for the day. I'll think about it, Cassie said, but I couldn't tell if she meant it or not. Still, I knew there was only so much I could do. The rest would be up to her. The next morning, I woke up early to arrive at the clinic at my promised time. Even as a PTA I had been working there long enough, and was seen as reliable enough, to have my own set of keys and alarm codes. My adrenaline was pumping as I waited eagerly to see if Cassie would show. Unfortunately, 6 a.m. came and went, with no sign of Cassie. It looked like I'd swung and missed. I went ahead and worked out alone to vent my frustration. Once finished, I used the clinic showers to clean up. I couldn't resist masturbating as I imagined revealing my cock to Cassie, her eyes going wide at the sight of it. The workday itself was nothing special. Cassie and I worked together some more and ate lunch together again. I hadn't planned on saying anything to her about missing the morning workout, but frustration and curiosity got the better of me. I noticed you weren't at the workout session this morning. Decide to pass on my offer? No worries, like I said before. I was just wondering. Cassie's eyes widened and she held her hand up to her mouth. Oh, Ian. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot about it. I got busy last night helping Dan and Michael out with their homework, and it just slipped my mind. I do want to give it a try, though. Here, I'm gonna set an alarm so I don't forget this time. It's fine. Like I said, I was just curious. By the way, you inspired me. I picked up a Stephen King book to read The Shining. The movie was pretty good, so I figured I'd give it a shot. I said, downplaying my excitement about Cassie's commitment. Cassie nodded at me with a mix of approval and respect. The Shining is great. Fair warning, though, it's quite a bit different from the movie. But I think you'll like it. Can't wait to get into it. I said enthusiastically, but it wasn't the book I was looking forward to. Early Wednesday morning I was back at the clinic, hoping that my luck would change. I decided that if Cassie didn't show again today, and didn't have a good excuse as to why, that was probably a sign that my seduction attempt was a dud. Two misses in a row is usually pretty final. But I needn't have worried. Just before six, a car pulled into the parking lot and Cassie emerged. She was wearing a singlet with a sports bra underneath and loose-fitting shorts. Her red hair was pulled back into a ponytail. Objectively, it wasn't a sexy look at all, but it was the first time I'd seen Cassie's bare shoulders and upper chest. It made it easier for me to imagine the rest of her body. As Cassie entered the building, I made a show of greeting her. Good morning, sunshine. I hope you're as excited for this workout as I am. I cheered. Woo. Cassie cheered back, before she noticed the empty room around her. Where is everyone else? They must have decided to sleep in this morning. I lied. So, it's just you and me. But don't you worry, I'll have you so focused on the workout you won't even notice. I hope you don't have anything too hard planned. I'm not used to morning workouts, remember? Cassie said, setting down her bag. Don't worry. I won't give you more than you can handle, I said with a devilish smile. But let's get started. 
I figured we'd work on lower body today if that sounds good. Let's go ahead with the warm-up. Get into a lunge position for me, I said, as I slipped into trainer mode. The workout itself was over before I knew it. I kept it professional and didn't touch Cassie once, despite my overwhelming urge to do so. She took to the workout quickly, pressing her body harder with each exercise. I was legitimately impressed with how in shape she seemed to be, despite her looking like a strong gust might blow her over. She wasn't muscular, but clearly she made good use of what little she had. I did allow myself to admire her body as it twisted and strained in the different exercises. Still not my preferred body type, but damn if she wasn't winning me over. As we went through the cooldown, I couldn't resist asking. So, Cassie? What did you think? Cassie took a moment to regain her breath. I think you have a different idea than me about what I can handle. That was intense. You did a great job. Honestly, you're in better shape than most of the people I coach. Guess those at-home videos are doing something for you after all. Thanks. Cassie smiled through her exhaustion. I don't feel in shape right now, though. Take my word for it, then. So, you want to go again tomorrow? Still free trial, and this time we can focus more on flexibility? Cassie thought for a moment before she nodded. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll be there. Excellent, I said. We're done for today if you want to go ahead and shower. I'll use one on the men's side, and then we can get ready for the work day? Cassie nodded weakly as she grabbed her bag and headed to the women's shower area. She was still winded. Great job today, Cassie. You killed it. I shouted after her, before heading to men's shower. I masturbated to Cassie again, this time imagining her naked in the shower, steam surrounding her body as she rubbed soap over her pale skin. The work shift passed quickly. Cassie and I talked at lunch again. I was now looking forward to our conversations and I passed on my impressions of the shiny. I'd made it about a third of the way through by that point. I think Cassie was surprised by my interest in the book, but I could tell she enjoyed having someone to discuss it with. I read more that night, killing time as I awaited our next workout together. Thursday morning arrived, and sure enough, Cassie showed, true to her word. Everyone decided to sleep in today too? Cassie said as she entered, again noticing that it was just the two of us. I debated lying again but decided it was better to come clean. Well, kind of. Okay, Cassie, I have a bit of a confession to make. There isn't a work group that I lead each morning. It's just you. I am trying to get a group started, but it's hard if nobody else is doing it already. Nobody wants to be the first one to join, you know? Sorry for lying to you. I hope that's not a problem. I just really wanted to make this work. Cassie looked at me like she'd had her suspicions confirmed. That makes sense, actually. I'd asked some of the other girls if they joined these morning workouts, and they all looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, sorry about that. If you'd like, maybe after a couple more workouts I can use you as testimonial? I'll extend your free trial for another week or so? I mean, normally I wouldn't take advantage of someone's time like that. But since you lied to me, I guess we can call it even. Cassie grinned playfully. Was Cassie flirting with me? It wasn't unusual for women to flirt with zero intention of doing anything more, but that was definitely a good sign. Maybe it was time to push a bit further. 
Sounds fair enough to me. I replied, giving her my most over-the-top charming smile. As I promised, I kept this workout easy, focused primarily on mobility and flexibility. Cassie was pretty flexible already, but I still found some exercises that challenged her. I did touch her a couple of times during the workout, to adjust her poses slightly, but I was careful not to overdo it. With Cassie being my first happily married target, I was afraid to go too far too quickly. I needed to ease her into it. Ah, I like that workout a lot more than yesterday's, Cassie said when we'd finished. I don't think I even need to shower. Well, enjoy it while it lasts. We're back to weights tomorrow. Upper body's up next. Assuming you're not gonna chicken out, that is. I said, teasing Cassie gently. And give you the satisfaction? I don't think so. Cassie shot back without missing a beat. I bet I can outlift you. You may have raw strength, but I've got technique. Damn, the woman had spirit. I'd give anything to see that side of her in bed, I thought. But I just smiled and replied. I guess we'll see, won't we? Another workday passed I chatted with Cassie some more at lunch about The Shining and before I knew it, Friday was upon me. I was at another key point of my plan. It was Cassie's last scheduled day at my clinic, as our normal physical therapist was returning next Monday. For my seduction to continue, I needed her to keep attending our workout sessions in the morning. I decided to offer her a little extra incentive. Married or not, just about every woman appreciates some good eye candy, and I was more than happy to hand it out. As usual, I arrived early, and Cassie showed almost exactly at six. She was still choosing to wear her unflattering singlet and loose shorts, but I'd grown to appreciate her body in them anyway. Hell, even without makeup, I found myself admiring her face, flaws and all. Cassie wasn't classically gorgeous, but she had won me over. It occurred to me that she'd inadvertently seduced me just as much as I'd seduced her. We started the workout like normal, but this time I joined in. I hope you don't mind, Cassie, if I participate too. Don't worry, you're still gonna be my primary focus, but my ego's a little bruised after your outlifting comment from yesterday. I feel like I need to redeem myself. Besides, I love upper body day. Cassie shrugged dismissively. Whatever helps you feel better. But if all it takes is one comment from a skinny girl like me to bruise your ego, it must not have been that solid to begin with. I stared at her, legitimately caught off guard. Cassie, when did you become so brutal? I thought you were a good little Christian mom, but here you are taking me down a notch without even trying. I am a good Christian mom. But Jesus loves humility. I'm just helping you make the journey is all, Cassie said with an exaggerated look of innocence. What? Was this really the same Cassie I'd known for over a year? The Cassie I thought I knew would never have said anything even halfway rude to anyone. This Cassie had fire. Oh, I see how it is. Well, let's just see how feisty you feel when we're done with this workout. Wrist stretches, let's go. I bellowed that last line, startling Cassie. And with that, we were off. I kept the pace intense, but I lifted below my normal weight capacity. Even though I was participating in the workout too now, I still needed Cassie to be my main focus. We powered our way through the exercise sets until we arrived at the last one. We were both winded at this point. In what I hope seemed like a natural move, I removed my shirt 
tossing it over to the side. I was half-naked now, my upper body exposed for Cassie's viewing pleasure. I caught her eyes running over me, but she quickly refocused elsewhere, as if she were ashamed at herself for looking. Without delaying any longer, I continued the workout. We struggled through the last set, dropping our weights with relief when I called time. I high-fived Cassie once we'd caught our breath a bit. Great job, Cassie. I could tell you really pushed yourself through those hammer curls. To be honest, it was stubbornness as much as anything. I don't usually lift that much. Whatever the reason, you did good. But let's cool it down now. I know I don't have to preach to you about the importance of stretching. We went through the various cool-down exercises I'd planned, and I caught Cassie sneaking peeks at my body another couple of times. Still not enough by itself, but another good sign. When we finished our child's pose stretch, I stood first and helped Cassie to her feet. Her hands seemed so delicate and soft I held on a second longer than I should have. Hoping she didn't notice, I changed the subject. So I wanted to let you know that I'm creating an official announcement for the clinic about my workout class. Hopefully, I'll have it out in a week or two. But do you think you can send me a positive review for me to include? If you put in a good word for me, I'm sure that will help raise interest. Yeah, I can do that, Cassie said. I am definitely lifting more with you pushing me compared to what I was doing at home. Thanks. And I know you go back to your own clinic next week, but would you mind continuing the workouts here with me too? At least until I get some actual clients first? Cassie looked away, avoiding my eyes. It would be a bit inconvenient for me, to be honest. Don't get me wrong, Ian, these have been great, but it'll be different when I have to drive an extra twenty minutes back to my home clinic. I'm not sure I can get up any earlier than I'm doing now. Shit. I knew the end of the workouts would mean the end of my seduction. I decided to push a bit further. Hey, I understand. And it's completely your call. But what if we cut our workouts down by twenty minutes? I can condense them, then you still have time for your shower and drive back to your clinic hall without having to wake up earlier. I saw Cassie considering my offer. But before she could make a decision, I hit her with what I hoped was a clever move. Besides, you don't want to be like the patients who start something good and quit early, do you? Cassie laughed. Oh, that's sneaky. Appealing to my inner clinician. Fine. I'll give you another week, and then I'll reassess. But this is still a free trial, right? After all, I'm basically advertising for you now. Just one week? That's not enough time for me to get my announcement made and recruit people. Make it two weeks at least? I said, trying to buy more time. Nope. You'd get one week with a reassessment. And if that means you have less time to advertise, I guess that just means you better make your time count. Cassie winked at me as she pulled up her bag and made her way to the women's shower. Well, not as much as I'd hoped, but at least I had another week locked down. With luck, that would be all I'd need. I'd already decided how I was going to make my move. Work that day was easy enough. I'd somehow forgotten about casual Friday, so I was pleasantly surprised to see Cassie back in jeans and a t-shirt again. With my newfound respect for her body, I had a difficult time keeping my eyes off her. The way her tight jeans highlighted her movements was just too much to resist. I think Cassie may have even caught me staring once but she pretended like she didn't notice.
We ate lunch together again, and I was admittedly sad it would be our last for a while. I'd come to enjoy our talks. I was going to miss them after she left. Cassie had a way of connecting with me that I hadn't experienced before. I think it may have been something about the way her blue eyes look at me. They seemed to sink into me rather than just touch my surface. I had to admit if Cassie had been single, I would have considered dating her. She was a far cry from one-dimensional hashtag faith and family, indeed. As the Friday workday came to a close, I took as many mental pictures of Cassie as I could. It might be the last time for months that I saw her dressed in clothes that flattered her. But at least I had our workouts to look forward to. Over the weekend, I assessed my progress in seducing Cassie. She clearly found me physically attractive, and my personality was at least semi-compatible with hers. Cassie knew that I found her attractive as well, and she hadn't done anything to dissuade me. We'd even flirted a bit over the past week, although I doubt Cassie would allow herself to characterize it that way. On its own, none of this really meant anything definite, of course. I'd gotten this far with plenty of women who ultimately were busts. But I decided it was enough to justify pushing my seduction to the next level. Especially with just a week of guaranteed time left with Cassie, I needed to get a move on. With this in mind plus Cassie's request to shorten the workouts to account for her extra driving time I decided to change our workout style. Rather than weightlifting and bodyweight exercises, I would introduce Cassie to kickboxing. Kickboxing is physically intense, perfect for shorter workout periods. But it also has strong potential for partner work, which was a key point for the next part of my plan. Monday's workout served as a transition period. I taught Cassie the basics of kickboxing, jabs, crosses, feet movement, etc. On Tuesday, I introduced her to hooks and combos. Wednesday, I began to act as a partner for her holding targets for her to hit and giving her someone to mirror. I really enjoyed that session because it gave me a sense of our physical compatibility we fit very naturally it seemed. Thursday is when I made my move. The beginning of the workout was essentially just a review of what we'd done earlier in the week. Nothing special. But after the first half of our workout, I sprung my trap. Cassie, I'm impressed with how well you're picking this up. It took me much longer to get used to the fluid movements of kickboxing. Must be experienced from having to wrangle my kids together all the time. Cassie shrugged, but I could tell she appreciated the compliment. Must be. But what do you say we try some jiu-jitsu techniques? If you're looking for a short and intense workout, there's not much better than that. Plus, it's good self-defense knowledge to have. I don't know if Cassie knew what jiu-jitsu was or not but frankly I didn't care. I just needed her to agree. And agree she did. Yeah, we can give it a shot. Just nothing too intense. I'm already tired. Cassie fanned her face with her hands dramatically. Don't worry. Today will be mostly just teaching anyway. So, normally in self-defense, you want to avoid ending up on the ground. Much harder to escape and your chance of injury is much higher. You can think of jiu-jitsu as what to do if you do end up in that worst-case scenario. Let me walk you through some basic positions. Would you mind lying flat on the mat for me with your knees up? Uh, sure, Cassie said, looking down next to her as she lowered herself to the floor. Okay. Now you're in that worst-case scenario. 
Usually if you're in this position, your attacker will either try to jump on you or kick you while you're down. I walk towards Cassie's head and feign some kicks at her. We can go over kick avoidance later, but the short version is you want to put your own legs between you and your attacker before working back to a standing position. Cassie spun herself on the ground so her legs were aimed at me, and then she jabbed at me weakly with her foot. I laughed. Yes, like that. Only better. But like I said, today I want to focus on what happens if your attacker follows you down. There's two basic positions you can end up in. Mounted and guard. I'll show you mounted first. Fair warning, I'll be laying over you, but I'll make sure I don't squish you or anything. That okay? Uh, sure, Cassie said again, this time with just a bit of hesitation. Before giving her a chance to reconsider, I stepped over Cassie so that my legs were on either side of her body. Then I lowered myself down over her into a traditional mounted position. Basically, I was straddling her core with my knees resting underneath me to support my weight. It was quite the compromising position, to put it mildly. I kept the initiative going so Cassie wouldn't have time to dwell on it. So, from here, your attacker is more than likely going to try one of two things. Either they're going to pummel your head, or choke you. I mind both of these gently, very aware of how much power I had over Cassie at the moment. Fortunately, the ways to protect yourself are similar in both scenarios. I'll show you those later, but in the interest of time, let me show you what your ultimate escape goal is. Cassie nodded obediently. I knew she had to be as aware of her precarious position as I was, but I had a feeling she wasn't going to put a stop to it. After all, I was just coaching her, right? First, you want to go into a bridge position, forcing my body to fall forward above you. Yes, I know I'm much bigger than you, but with the right mechanics, you'd be surprised what you can do. Go ahead. Try it, I encouraged. Cassie took a second to ready herself before thrusting upwards against me. Playing along, I allowed myself to fall forward so that my chest was now above Cassie's face, my hands outstretched on the ground behind her. Great job. Now see where my elbow is. I want you to use both hands and grab my right forearm. Pull it to the ground, collapsing my elbow and forcing my body to the side. Cassie did so, and I didn't even have to fake losing my balance. Perfect. Now this part is the trickiest, so it's okay if you don't get it to work. But take your right leg from under me, hook it around my waist, and then use your left leg to push against the ground. Your goal is to swing up from your right side and basically flip yourself over me. Cassie mentally ran through my instructions, trying to set herself up properly. She moved her leg back and forth, experimenting with the movement, before pushing up in a sudden burst. It wasn't fully coordinated, and I could have resisted if I wanted, but I obligingly let myself fall off to Cassie's side. Not bad for a first attempt. Like anything, practice makes perfect. From here, you could either mount me yourself, or run away. Normally, you'd want to choose the second option. But what did you think? Cassie looked flustered, and I'm sure it was only partly from her exertions. I think I definitely need more practice. If you were a real attacker, I'd be in trouble for sure. I know you were taking it easy on me. Not as much as you might think. I replied. But let's do one more before we call it a day. Let me show you guard position. Back on the ground with your knees up again. This was the key moment. 
As compromising as mounted position was, guard was even more so. Under normal circumstances, there's no possible way Cassie would have ever allowed a man into the position I was about to put myself in. But this is where Cassie's hashtag faith and family was going to work against her. See, Cassie thought of herself as a good mom and a good wife. And I'm sure she was. But she took her goodness for granted, as many hashtag faith and family women do. They love their husbands and know they would never cheat on them, unlike the morally inferior adulterers of the world. But it's exactly this pride that gets them in trouble. You see, their supreme self-assuredness lulls them into a false sense of security. They believe that even if some smaller boundaries are crossed, especially for a reasonable cause, it will be fine because they'll put a stop to anything that truly goes too far. But for a guy like me who is committed to their seduction, and smooth enough to cross these lines a little at a time without raising alarm bells, when the time finally comes for these women to say no, they'll realize they either can't, or don't want to. And that's when I have them. I was now about to put Cassie to the test. Cassie was lying with her back on the mat once more, with her knees in the air like before. This time though, rather than mount her, I kneeled in front of her legs, spreading them open and pulling myself between them. I then leaned over her, my hands on either side of her body for support. We were essentially in the missionary position, just with clothes on. But I still needed to maintain the illusion of the workout for just a bit longer. I fought, only half successfully, to keep my erection down. Okay, now wrap your legs around my torso. You basically want to control me with your legs and prevent me from reaching the mount position from earlier. Okay, like this? Cassie said, following my instructions and gripping me tightly between her thighs. I knew she had to be feeling the sexual tension as much as I was, but she was doing a good job hiding it. It took all my willpower to not force myself on her right then. Physically, I was more than capable, but if Cassie submitted to me, I wanted it to be of her own free will. Exactly like that. Now your immediate goal is to keep me from climbing over your knees or getting too close to your head with my hands. There are techniques that let you escape me from this position too, but let's not worry about that now. Instead, let's just show how you can keep your head safe. I'm gonna throw some mock punches at you. Use your legs to put some distance between your head and my hands. Even though I'm larger, you should still be able to control me. Got it? I think so. Let's try it. Cassie said, concentration blanketing her face. If she felt my erection pressing against her at half-mast, she didn't acknowledge it. I leaned back slightly and threw some slow punches towards Cassie's head. Cassie dutifully pushed me back with her legs, extending her head out of my reach. Excellent. You're a natural, I said, barely able to keep my rising lust from my voice. But a real attacker wouldn't be as compliant as I am. Just to give you some extra motivation to keep learning these techniques, let me show you what you might be up against in the real world. Don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you, but try that exercise again, only I'll be resisting you. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this, Cassie said nervously, but I wasn't sure if she meant the exercise or not. Don't be nervous. This will be good practice, I said, as I started lobbing slow fists towards Cassie. Like before, Cassie tried to use her legs to push me backwards, but this time, I fought to hold myself in place. You're too strong. I can't do it, Cassie said, straining against me. 
Keep it up, you're doing great. I encouraged, wanting Cassie to feel my power against her. Cassie kept up a good struggle, but eventually her muscles weakened just enough for me to make my move. Using my height advantage, I stretched myself over Cassie and grabbed both her wrists. Forcefully, but gently, I pushed her arms against the mat. We were still in the basic missionary position, but with my weight directly above Cassie, pinning her hands to the floor on either side of her head. She was completely exposed to me in that moment. I stared down at Cassie for a couple of seconds, both of us slightly winded, letting the situation sink in. Cassie tried feebly to push against me a bit more, but quickly realized she wasn't going anywhere. She looked up at me with her big blue eyes. Okay, Ian, I think you. She started, but I lowered my head towards hers, cutting her off with a kiss. Her lips accepted mine, as our faces pressed against each other softly. After that single kiss, I raised back up slightly, so I could see Cassie's expression. It would tell me everything. She looked confused, but I could see her desire there as well. Cassie's eyes searched mine, no doubt trying to understand how she had found herself in this situation. Ian, she whispered. I'm married. She sounded almost desperate, as if realizing how much her own body was betraying her. I didn't respond but leaned in for another kiss. Cassie accepted this one as well, and I kissed her slowly, savoring the moment. I released her wrists and took her head in my hands, cupping it as I continued to press my lips against hers. I heard Cassie moan very softly, and in that instant I knew she was mine. No longer concerned with hiding my erection, I pressed my hips against Cassie's. We were both still fully clothed, but my cock seemed to sense how close it was to its goal. While continuing to kiss Cassie, I shifted my weight to one side and lowered my hand to Cassie's shorts. I reached her waistband and slipped my fingers inside. I felt Cassie's wetness almost immediately. Whatever protests her mind might be sending, her body was more than ready. I broke off our kiss and leaned backwards so that I was kneeling between Cassie's legs. Without hesitating, I hooked both hands inside Cassie's shorts and pulled on them. In response, Cassie unwrapped her legs from me and held them vertically in the air between us, allowing me to remove her shorts in a single motion. Her legs fell back down on either side of me, allowing me full view of her pussy for the first time. On the one hand, it was just a pussy. But on the other hand, it was Cassie's pussy. Cassie, my happily married, good girl co-worker, was freely displaying her most private area to me. Not wanting to miss my chance, I quickly removed my own shorts and crawled back between Cassie's legs, my cock dangerously close to annihilating Cassie's avowed faithfulness. I used one hand to align myself with her opening, teasing her lips with my head. Ian, please, we can't. I'm married, Cassie begged, in a final attempt to regain control. It's okay, Cassie. I'm not going to change that. I'm just going to borrow you for a bit, I said, as I finally pushed myself into her. Cassie's pussy enveloped me in its warm embrace, sending pleasure shooting through my body. I'd been inside dozens and dozens of women before, but there was something about Cassie that made this experience unique. My God, Cassie, you feel amazing, I said, as I slid the rest of my length into her, my hips resting against hers. I had closed my eyes for a second, enjoying the sensation of being inside Cassie, but I opened them now. 
Cassie was staring at where I'd penetrated her, her lust now plain on her face. I pressed forward over her again and used my arms to pull her lithe body against me. I kissed Cassie again, our bodies fully joined. I felt Cassie melt into me, and I began to rock my hips against her. Each forward thrust sent a wave of pleasure over both of us, and I could tell Cassie was enjoying it as much as I was. I broke off our kiss so I could stare into Cassie's eyes, feeding off the desire I saw there. Her eyebrows were contracted tightly, mouth slightly open, as she wrapped her legs tightly around me, pulling me even deeper into her. I continued to plunge into Cassie, but she never broke eye contact with me. Normally extended eye contact eventually crosses the line into awkwardness, but not in this case. It was like Cassie and I were communicating our experience to each other with our eyes alone. It was something primal and carnal I've never experienced with another woman before or since. With every thrust, I could see Cassie's bliss pushed to further and further heights. Holy fuck, Cassie! I gasped, unable to look away from that penetrating blue stare. Cassie moaned softly in response, and a second later, her eyes closed suddenly, her body contracting tightly around me. She had reached her peak. Oh, Ian. Cassie mewed just before she was overtaken by her orgasm. I felt her thin body shudder underneath me and around my cock, pushing me over my own edge. I'd become practiced at pulling out, and that experience was the only thing that saved me from unleashing myself inside Cassie. Jerking my hips backwards, I removed my cock from her just as it began to jet semen over her body. Each burst seemed to hit a new area, the splatter stretching from the singlet she still wore down to her strawberry-red pubic hair. I stared at the scene, desperate to mentally record every detail of our aftermath. Hashtag Faith and Family Cassie had become hashtag Fucked and Fulfilled Cassie. We both took a second to catch our breath, processing what we'd just done. Cassie broke the silence first. I, I'm gonna go clean up. She stuttered, standing up and grabbing her discarded shorts. You want some help? I called after Cassie as she made her way to the women's showers. No. No, I'm fine. Go take care of yourself. Her voice trailed away as she disappeared behind the hallway door. I didn't think I needed a shower, but I definitely needed to pee but I didn't want to risk Cassie trying to sneak out without talking to me first. As much as I enjoyed fucking Cassie, I didn't want to end up in another workplace mess as a result of it. I needed to see where Cassie was mentally. And so, I quickly made my way to the men's bathroom, relieved myself, then waited back in the main lobby for Cassie to return. After several minutes, she eventually emerged, dressed in her work scrubs, her wet hair hanging freely behind her. I noticed Cassie couldn't meet my eyes when I looked at her. On a hunch, I put on my personal trainer demeanor. Great job today, Cassie. I think that was your best workout yet. I think you're ready to try some more advanced techniques. I'll see you tomorrow morning? Cassie walked past me without responding. I'll see you tomorrow morning? I said again, this time louder. Finally, Cassie looked at me, the shame on her face clearly visible. Yeah, see you tomorrow, she said softly, and then she was out the door. Well, that wasn't very convincing, I thought. But I could deal with that later. For now, I needed to get ready for work. And to review some mental material I had saved, of course, Friday morning, 
I dutifully arrived at the clinic for our 6 a.m. workout. I knew the chances of Cassie ever showing up again were slim to none, but I couldn't give up just yet. Still, even with my hopes, I was shocked when Cassie's car pulled into the lot. When she entered the building, I immediately noticed that she wasn't wearing workout clothes though. Rather, Cassie was wearing her tight Levi's and a t-shirt just like she had that first casual Friday. Was this her way of showing she wanted to skip the workout pretense and get straight to the good stuff? As good as that outfit looks on you, Cassie, I'm not sure you'll want to work out in it. I joked. Ian, I'm not here to work out. I won't be working out with you again, Cassie said with a sense of finality. Oh, that's too bad, I said, trying to keep the disappointment from my voice. Especially after we had a breakthrough yesterday. We don't have to play games about this, Ian. We're both adults, Cassie said as she walked past me and began playing with some of the weights along the wall. I could tell she was trying to gather herself for what she'd say next. Here's the deal, Ian, she continued turning to face me. We had sex, and as much as I might wish we hadn't, we did. You're a very attractive man, and when you kissed me on the floor like that, I just lost control. I'm not excusing what I did, but I was not in my right mind either. I started to speak, but Cassie cut me off. Let me finish what I came to say, and then you can talk. I came here this morning one last time to let you know that what happened yesterday was a mistake. I love Joseph dearly, and it breaks my heart to know that I betrayed him. He doesn't know, and I don't know if I'll ever have the strength to tell him, but I know. Cassie paused briefly, taking a deep breath. Now I'm not in a place where I can change jobs easily, and I know you aren't likely to go anywhere either which means we'll have to see each other at work from time to time. But I need you to know that as far as anyone else is concerned, nothing has ever happened between us. We're just co-workers. That's all we've ever been, and that's all we'll ever be. Got it? That means yesterday was a one-time thing. No sly comments or trying to get handsy at work. Understand? I nodded but wasn't sure if Cassie was done. I could tell she'd rehearsed this. Okay, now you can speak, Cassie said with a big sigh. My mind worked to process what Cassie had just said. I suspected that something like this might happen. At the time, I'd planned to take the chastisement and move on. After all, I'd already gotten what I wanted, right? A clean break would be a win. But the situation seemed off to me. There was something else here. I stepped towards Cassie, closing the distance between us. She looked up at me determination on her face, but I could see a flicker of uncertainty behind her eyes. Cassie, I said softly, I am so sorry that you're torn up about this, but you haven't betrayed anyone. What we did is no different than you using a sex toy to masturbate with. I'm not looking to break up your family or take your husband's place. We're just two co-workers who are helping each other scratch an itch, is all. I raised my hand slowly and put it on her shoulder. And I don't think you're ready to end it either. Cassie pushed my hand away and stepped backwards away from me, but I could see the flush that spread through her cheeks. Ian, I mean it. I'll admit that we had a connection yesterday, but it's over. Let's just move on like adults. I was feeling bold now. I could see I had Cassie off balance. If that's the case, then why did you show up this morning? You could have easily said all of this in a text instead. 
I took another step towards her. I didn't want to leave a paper trail, Cassie said defensively, stepping backwards again, keeping her distance. And why did you come alone? You could have brought a friend, made an excuse to bring them and then leave them in the car while you talked to me? I stepped forward. Are you serious? I don't want anyone else involved in this. Cassie stepped back. It was almost like we were dancing now. And why are you wearing those tight jeans that show off your body so well? You know how much I like seeing you in them. I told you the first day you wore them to clinic, remember? Another forward step. These are just my casual clothes, Ian. I've been wearing them to work every Friday for the past month. Cassie took one more step backwards, but now she was against the wall no more room to retreat. I smiled, sensing that I had her now. Fair enough. And all of that may be true. But then why are you still here? Because I... Cassie started to speak, but I cut her off. Because deep down, you know you're not ready for this to be over. Whatever lies you've told yourself and whatever guilt trip you're putting yourself through, deep down you know you still want me. That's stupid, Cassie interjected. I know what I... If you really don't want this anymore, just say it. Say, Ian, no. It's done. Let me leave now. Just say the words, and I'll leave you alone, I promise. I saw several emotions pass over Cassie's face. Her internal conflict was now fully visible. It's not that simple, Ian. She eventually managed to force out. We still have to have a working relationship. It is that simple. And here's what's going to happen. Unless you tell me no right now, I'm going to kiss you. I closed the last remaining distance between us so that my face was directly above hers. Her eyes seemed to plead with me, begging me to end her torment. Ian, please, Cassie said breathlessly. That wasn't a no. I grinned, pressing my lips against hers. Cassie sat there passively as I kissed her, not returning it, but not pulling away either. I broke off the kiss and used a hand to tilt her chin up towards me. There, that wasn't so bad, was it? I smiled, staring into her eyes. How are you doing this to me? Cassie said meekly, still pinned between me and the wall. I'm not doing anything to you. Whatever you're feeling now is just you breaking free of the role you've forced yourself into. This isn't right. I shouldn't be letting this happen. I love my family. I love my husband. Cassie said desperately, as if she was trying to convince herself. I know you do. But you want this all the same, I said, as I kissed her again. This time, Cassie tentatively kissed back. Our kiss was tender but halting, like Cassie was still afraid to fully give herself over. She just needed one last push. I pulled away but kept my face close to hers, looking deep into her eyes. Cassie, it's okay to let yourself feel wanted. Just let go. I won't tell anyone. This stays between us. Cassie bit her bottom lip uncertainly. You promise? I promise, I whispered, as I kissed Cassie once more. She sank into me, and I knew in that moment she had given in. Our kiss became more passionate, and the sounds of our lips smacking together filled the air. Our breath became slightly ragged as we pressed against one another. Without breaking the kiss, I pulled Cassie into an embrace, enveloping her delicate frame with my own. I ran my hands down her body until I reached her ass, which I gave a gentle squeeze. 
It was on the smaller side, but supple and firm. Not bad at all for a thirty-six-year-old mom, I thought. As our kissing heated up, I hooked my fingers underneath Cassie's t-shirt, pulling it upwards. Cassie pulled back from me and raised her arms, allowing me to remove it and toss it to the side. I went for her brown next, unclasping it from behind her and discarding it, freeing her breasts. I took a moment to appreciate Cassie's exposed top half. Like her ass, Cassie's breasts were modest, but they fit her body well. Her pale skin and slenderness further emphasized her femininity. How had I ever thought of Cassie as lanky? She was thinner, yes, but her curves were definitely there. Everything okay? Cassie asked me uncertainly. Cassie, I said still in awe. You're stunning. Cassie's uncertainty turned to flattered bashfulness. Thanks, she said sheepishly, but I could tell she appreciated the compliment. Not wanting to interrupt the flow anymore, I removed my own shirt and stepped back against Cassie, pinning her gently to the wall, our bare chests touching each other. I leaned in like I was going to kiss her, but as Cassie closed her eyes, I bent to her neck instead, planting a kiss just underneath her ear. Cassie exhaled sharply, and I knew I'd found a sensitive spot. I began to kiss gently down her neck, appreciating the sensation of her warmth against my lips. At the same time, I began to trace my fingers over her stomach, taking in every inch of it. I was mesmerized by Cassie's body. I needed to explore it all. How had she done such a good job of hiding it from me all this time? I reached the base of Cassie's neck with my lips, but rather than return upwards, I continued my downward path. Pressing her gently against the wall, I kneeled slightly, continuing to kiss and softly nibble Cassie's skin. I passed over her collarbone, then the center of her chest, between her boobs. Once her breasts were at eye level, I detoured to each of them, playfully flicking her nipples with my tongue, eliciting more heavy breaths. But I wasn't done. Slowly but surely, I passed further and further down, until my mouth reached the top of her jeans. Here, I finally stopped, and I looked up at Cassie, wondering if she knew what I was going to do next. Cassie looked at me hungrily and I decided to indulge her. I used my hands to unbutton her jeans, then pulled down the zipper, revealing her dark green panties underneath. I didn't pull them down right away, though. First, I kissed over her underwear, letting Cassie feel my warm breath through the fabric. I could smell her musk in front of me, and it set me on fire to know that I was responsible for the wave of pheromones she was unleashing. Cassie may have been happily married— but her body clearly hadn't gotten the memo. After teasing Cassie a bit through her underwear, I finally relented and tugged down on her jeans and panties. Cassie obligingly pulled her legs out one at a time, and I added her discarded clothes to the pile we'd started. Cassie's exposed pussy was directly in front of my face. I couldn't resist it anymore. I gripped Cassie's thighs for support as I leaned forward into her crotch. I could see the wetness dripping from her vagina and I gently lapped at it with my tongue, enjoying her unique taste. In response, Cassie shifted her hips forward, allowing me better access to her womanhood. I began to lick along her slit, letting the tip of my tongue reach just inside her lips. Cassie moaned softly, and I looked up at her as my tongue continued its work. The pleasure was plain on her face, and I could see micro-expressions of ecstasy come and go in response to my movements. I found her clit with my tongue, 
forcing a soft gasp from Cassie. I love eating women out, and I called on my years of experience now to give Cassie the tongue-fucking of her life. As Cassie's pleasure increased, she grabbed my head with her hands, pressing me tightly against her as she began to ride my face. I breathed her muskin deeply, wanting to imprint its scent permanently in my brain, as I continued to work her clit with my mouth. It wasn't long before I felt Cassie's body tense around me. Oh, Ian! Cassie cried out her orgasm slamming through her. She practically collapsed onto my face, and I had to use my own strength to help stabilize her. Once the aftershocks had subsided, I finally leaned back and looked up at this newly liberated wife and mother. Her expression was a mixture of utter bliss and shock, as if she had never before realized such pleasure was possible. You like that, huh? I smiled at Cassie knowingly. Joseph never. I mean, I've never had a guy go down on me like that. Cassie managed to get out between breaths. It's nice, right? And as much as I enjoyed it too, I don't think we're quite done here yet. I said, standing and removing my shorts, letting my cock spring free at long last. Cassie's gaze instinctively fell upon it, but I didn't give her much chance to stare. It was my turn for pleasure. I stepped forward and pressed my body against hers, letting my weight pin her against the wall. My cock became trapped between our bodies, so I made some slight adjustments, letting it fall in the thigh gap between Cassie's legs. Not quite ready for the final act, I gripped Cassie's shoulders with my hands as I kissed at the base of Cassie's neck first on one side, then the other. I began to run my fingertips along her collarbone, playing with the line it formed along her chest, before tracing down along Cassie's sides to her hips. Here I stopped, pushing her pelvis against the wall, holding her in place. I kneeled slightly and angled my hips so that my cock head fell against Cassie's mound. Briefly removing one hand from Cassie's hip, I aligned myself with her and began to press forward. Cassie was already plenty lubricated, so my head slipped inside easily. Cassie spread her legs slightly, allowing me better access, and I continued to feed my length into her until I bottomed out. She fit like a glove. Oh fuck, Cassie. I exhaled deeply, briefly overwhelmed by the sensation of being inside her again. After a moment, I opened my eyes and rested my forehead against hers. We stared deeply into one another as I began to slowly plunge my cock in and out. Cassie's eyebrows contracted in pleasure as I filled her, each of my thrusts pushing her to a greater and greater height. My own senses were in overdrive. I felt Cassie's ragged breath against my face and the firm grip of her pussy walls on my cock. The smell of sex filled the air. The taste of Cassie's juices still coated my tongue. I was totally melded with Cassie in that moment. My pleasure was her pleasure, and vice versa. Our eye contact never broke, and we poured ourselves into each other through it. Cassie came first. As her second orgasm struck, Cassie barely made a sound letting out only a soft whimper, apparently too overwhelmed for anything else. At long last, Cassie closed her eyes, basking in the pure bliss that flooded her body. I was not far behind. As I reached the point of no return, I jerked myself out of Cassie. A second later, my own body released, sending endorphins into my brain and semen onto Cassie's pale stomach. I stood there gently stroking my cock until I was totally spent, Cassie now covered in my cum. We stood there silently for several seconds, 
letting the moment sink in. Holy shit. That was amazing. Cassie, you were amazing. I finally said, breaking the silence. My words sounded so cliché, but no words could possibly capture the essence of the rapturous fuck we just had. You were pretty amazing yourself, Cassie said smiling at me, without a hint of shame. I smiled back. I could tell our intimate connection was fading fast, but we still had a tiny bit left, it seemed. I noticed my cum beginning to drip down Cassie's body. Let's get you cleaned up. You have time for a shower? Cassie looked down at herself, as if realizing for the first time how much of my semen I'd poured onto her. Yeah, a shower would be a good idea. We should probably alcohol this mat down, too. I'll take care of the mat if you want to go take care of yourself. I offered. But after I'm done, do you mind if I join you? I'd rather not have you run out on me like yesterday. Cassie gritted her teeth in an exaggerated display of guilt. Yeah, sorry about that. And yes, you can join me. We should probably talk anyway. Fair enough. I acknowledged. Go on then. I'll see you soon. Cassie gathered her clothes but didn't bother to put them on as she made her way over to the women's shower area. I watched her waddle across the floor as she carefully limited her motions so as not to dislodge any semen. Damn, she had a fit body, I thought to myself again. Once Cassie was gone, I dutifully cleaned the area, not wanting to leave any hint of our encounter behind. After I was satisfied, I made my way over to the showers myself, my own clothes in hand. The shower room was steamy, and I could hear the water running at full blast. I'm finished out there, I said over the sound of the shower. Let me pee and I'll join you in a second. After relieving myself, I walked to the occupied shower, pulling back the curtain and stepping inside. Cassie had already soaked herself up it looked like. Hey there, sexy. I said, squeezing next to her in an attempt to get some hot water for myself. Hey yourself, Cassie said with a smile. Let me rinse off and then I'll trade places with you. I watched appreciatively as Cassie leaned back under the stream of water, her body glistening as the soap ran from her body onto the shower floor. Once it had been washed away, she scooted to the side, allowing me to take her place. The hot water felt amazing against my skin. After enjoying the sensation for a moment, I grabbed the soap and began to wash myself. So, you wanted to talk? I said, cutting to the chase. I did. Cassie agreed as she ran her eyes over my naked body. So, obviously you were right about me. I'm not ready to end this. I don't know what that means for me yet, but clearly, I'm not the person I thought I was. That's not a bad thing. I pointed out. It might be. Cassie retorted gently. But I don't know. What I do know is that whatever connection the two of us have, it doesn't change how I feel about my family. I still love my husband and my kids. I know. I never expected anything different. I responded. Okay, good. Don't get me wrong, sex with you is by far the most incredible sex I've ever had, but it's still just sex. I didn't want you to think it meant anything more. I don't, don't you worry, I said, as I reached out and playfully tweaked her breast. Cassie gave a half-hearted smile, but she had more on her mind. I do want to know, though why me? You had to have planned this from the very beginning when you invited me to your workouts. You went through a lot of effort to seduce me. 
But why? To put it frankly, you're a gorgeous man. You could get pretty much any woman you wanted, I'm sure. So why me? Ah, there it was. It wasn't uncommon for SIXS I'd been with to ask the same question. After the sex was done, many of them felt like I must have an ulterior motive for wanting to be with them, like there was no possible way I'd want to be with a six otherwise. Maybe they thought I pitied them. I don't know. Nothing could be further from the truth, of course, and I'd become practiced at letting them know this. The truth is, Cassie, that for the first year I knew you, I didn't give you a second thought. Nothing against you personally, but I just didn't see anything interesting. But then you showed up that casual Friday in those tight jeans and everything changed. I went on to explain how once she had interested me physically, I became curious about her personally, and the rest was history. When I was done explaining, Cassie nodded, as if she finally understood. I added a bit more. And honestly, sex with you is the best sex I've ever had. I've never connected with anyone as much as I connect with you. I don't know why that is, but it's true. Cassie blushed. That's nice of you to say, but I bet you say that to all your women. No, I said honestly. Just you. There's something about you that I find irresistible. I don't know why that is, but it's true. Maybe it's because I'm a married woman and that makes me off-limits? Cassie suggested. Maybe. But I think it's more than that. In the end, I guess it doesn't matter though. All I know is that I want you more than I've wanted any woman before. Cassie didn't respond, but I could tell she was thinking deeply about what I'd said. We sat there in silence for a few moments as I finished washing myself. You all done? I asked, interrupting Cassie's thoughts. Yeah, I'm done, Cassie said, finally coming back to herself. I turned off the shower, grabbing a towel and passing it to Cassie before taking one for myself. After we dried off, we exited and began dressing ourselves again. It's a good thing I normally go the no-makeup route, otherwise I'd be regretting not bringing any with me this morning. Cassie joked. Even then, though, my hair's gonna be a mess. I like your hair down and messy. It makes you look even hotter. I said, admiring its length. You're gonna have to stop with the compliments. Cassie said playfully but sternly. I like them, don't get me wrong, but to the outside world we're just co-workers. You can't get in the habit of flirting with me. Fair enough. I said. But just to be clear, we are still gonna see each other, right? Cassie let out a small chuckle. Well, considering I fully intended to end things this morning and ended up with your jizz all over me anyway, I don't think stopping is an option. Good. So, same time Monday then? I said with a grin. If we're going to do this, I don't think we should plan to do it every day. I don't want it to get stale. Plus, there's no reason to keep up the workout pretense anyway. But how am I going to see you otherwise? I pointed out. Phones exist, Ian. Cassie ribbed me gently. When one of us is ready, we'll just text the other one to meet up here the next morning. I'll join a gym to keep up appearances on my morning workout, but whenever we want, I'll meet you here instead. I thought you didn't want a paper trail. I said, repeating her words from earlier. I don't. Don't text me unless you're trying to set something up. And if you do want to set something up, text me something about work. I'll know what you mean. If I respond with something that says yes, that means I'll be able to meet. 
If I can't meet, I'll respond with something that says no. Got it? That way, even if someone sees our texts, they won't know what's really going on. Can I text you about Stephen King too? That way I'm not just texting are you working today, over and over. Yeah, sure, whatever. Cassie said, shaking her head. Just seems fitting, considering that was the first real conversation I had with you. I shrugged. If you say so. But let's hurry up. I know you don't have to go anywhere, but I have a drive to make. Cassie said, tapping her foot impatiently. I had a great time with you this morning, too. I deadpanned. Cassie rolled her eyes, but she was grinning. We left the shower area together, and I watched her make her way out the front door, again admiring the way her jeans clung to her ass. I still couldn't believe I'd ever thought of Cassie as nothing special. She was a goddess. The next two days were a blur for me. I couldn't get Cassie out of my head. I kept replaying our fuck sessions in my mind, especially the sight of her blue eyes staring into my soul as I pounded her from below. I wondered if Cassie was having similar thoughts. Sure enough, that Sunday night I received a text from Cassie that simply said, Hey, do you know if Shauna is working next week? I have a gift for her. I responded, Yes. She'll be here 9 to 5.30 if you want to see her. The code was clear Cassie wanted to meet, and I'd responded with a yes. And meet we did. Our third fuck was just as passionate as the first two. This time, I took Cassie from behind as I pressed her against the wall. Even without our eye contact, our bodies seemed so in tune that our connection was as strong as ever. Again, we showered together afterwards, before Cassie left for her own clinic. Several months passed, with this same pattern playing out. One of us would text, the other would respond, we'd meet the next morning. We didn't fuck every day, but we did fuck several times a week for the first few weeks, and then about once a week after that. Occasionally one of us would be busy and unable to show, but for the most part, we were both more than ready to meet up. As far as I know, nobody else including Cassie's husband ever found out about our escapades. We had a close call once when another one of my coworkers unexpectedly arrived early, but fortunately I saw them coming and was able to get Cassie out the back before she was noticed. Our sex sessions were the highlights of my life during this time. I'd never before had such a strong connection with a woman. Most of my flings lasted a week at most. Porn would have you believe that all sex partners instantly become experts at reading each other, and that's just not true. There's usually at least some misread cues and awkwardness, even for a ten like me. Finding someone like Cassie who did connect with me at such a strong level was literally less than one in a hundred. Unfortunately, like all good things, it didn't last. I still remember seeing the text from Cassie that signaled the end. It was a Saturday night, and I was equal parts confused and excited when I saw the notification. Cassie never texted me Saturday if she wanted a Monday meetup. Her text always came on Sunday. What could this be about? I opened the message anxiously. Hey, Ian. I'm having a girls' night out near your apartment. I have a Stephen King book to give you and figured I'd swing by to drop it off on my way. Are you home? If not, I can leave it by your door. Was this code? If so, it wasn't a code we talked about before. And Cassie had always made it clear that we never meet outside our normal morning time and certainly never at each other's residence too much risk involved. I smelled a trap. Yes, I'm home. 
You know I love Stephen King, so I won't turn that down. I sent back. I thought that was pretty benign, just in case someone other than Cassie was on the other side. I received a response seconds later. Awesome! I'll be there in 30. I sat my phone down, confused. Was Cassie really coming over? Why? My mind raced through the possibilities. Maybe this was some sort of sting. Joseph had finally caught on and was sending Cassie to me to see what I'd do. On the other hand, maybe Cassie and Joseph had had a fight and Cassie needed somewhere to go. Or maybe it was something as simple as Cassie was horny enough to forget about her own rules and pay me an after-hours visit. Ultimately, there was no way to know for sure. I'd just have to wait and see what happened. My adrenaline was pumping by this point, so I spent the next several minutes doing some light cleaning around the apartment to distract myself. By the time I heard a knock at the door, my fight-or-flight response was in full swing. Sure enough, Cassie was standing outside. She was certainly dressed for a girl's night out, wearing a sexy yet somehow conservative dress, her makeup expertly done, and her long red hair straightened to perfection. She had a book in her hands. The Gunslinger by Stephen King. Hi, Ian, Cassie said with a smile. Hey, Cassie. Nice to see you, I said, feigning casual politeness. I looked at her searchingly, trying to find a clue as to what her visit was about. Can I come in? Cassie said, indicating the open door behind me. Yeah, of course, I said, moving aside and letting Cassie enter my apartment. As I closed the door behind her, I saw no hidden watchers. Cassie looked around, taking in my living space. Nice place you got. It's no house, but it's home. I quipped. I'd planned to play it safe until I knew for sure that this wasn't a trap, but my impatient curiosity wouldn't be denied any longer. Why are you here, Cassie? Like I said, I've got this Stephen King book for you. The Dark Tower series is amazing, and I figured I'd give you a head start on it. Is that all? I asked skeptically. Cassie's mask of casual friendliness fell from her face, revealing a despondent seriousness underneath. No. Can we sit? Oh. Uh, yeah, sure. I said, pointing to my couch, my heart racing now. Cassie sat down on one side as I joined her on the other. Cassie took a deep breath. So, I really did have a girl's night tonight, but I excused myself and left early so I could come see you. I wanted to tell you in person. Joseph and I are moving next week. Cassie's words sunk into my brain slowly, but they seared once they landed. What? I finally managed. Joseph got a promotion and they're moving him out east. It's a huge deal. We couldn't say no. We've already bought a new house and have closed on ours. I've got a new job lined up. Tonight will be the last time we can see each other. I felt like I was in shock. Rage and confusion swirled within me, but both too powerful to do anything but paralyze me. Cassie must have sensed my turmoil. I'm sorry, Ian. We have a connection, but my family comes first. I've always been very clear about that. I finally found my voice again. How long have you known about this? I saw a hint of powerful emotion pass over Cassie's face before she suppressed it. I knew it was a possibility for a while. But nothing was decided until this month. I didn't want to tell you sooner because I didn't want to ruin what little time we had left. 
I was furious. How could Cassie spring this on me so suddenly and expect me to just take it? What if I'm not ready for you to leave? I said, a hint of my anger slipping into my voice. Ian, please, it's already decided. Don't make this harder than it has to be. Harder than it has to be? Cassie, it's already harder than it has to be. You don't have to leave. You know I do, Cassie said quietly, setting her hand on mine in a calming gesture. It worked, but now my rage was being replaced by bitterness. What if I tell Joseph about us? Would that keep you here? I said darkly. Cassie sighed. If you want to tell Joseph, I can't stop you. But just know that would tear my family apart, and I would never forgive you for it. My hardening heart softened. I could never hurt Cassie like that, I knew. Even if it meant I'd never see her again, I couldn't do it. I sighed. You're right. I won't say anything. But what if I come with you? There's nothing holding me here. I can change jobs. I knew how desperate I sounded as soon as the words left my mouth. Ian. I'm sorry. I know I'm not thinking straight. I just need a minute to process this. I know. It's hard on me too. But I didn't just come here tonight to give you bad news, Cassie said softly. She stood from the couch and walked in front of me. If tonight is our last time together, I wanted it to be special. I have a surprise for you. I looked up at her, distracted from my thoughts by her tone. Cassie locked eyes with me as she reached up behind her and undid the clasp on her dress. Slowly, she began to pull down her zipper until it had loosened enough to fall from her body onto the floor. Rather than her usual underwear, Cassie was wearing fancy dark blue lingerie that contrasted beautifully against her pale skin. In all our sessions together, I'd never seen Cassie wear something so deliberately sexy. You like it? Cassie said as she spun around, showing off her body to me. Very much so, I said, unable to tear my eyes from her. Good. I bought it just for you. Why don't you take me to your bedroom and show me exactly how much you like it? As if in a trance, I stood and took Cassie by the hand. For a moment, I stared down at her, drinking her in. Even after all our times together, Cassie's body still entranced me. It was like my brain had become stuck on it, like it couldn't process the difference between my first impression of Cassie and my impression now. Lanky, boring, unfeminine Cassie versus ultra-feminine, gently curved, red-headed goddess Cassie. I was driven by a deep need to explore every inch of her body just to make sure it was still real. If this was our last time together, I was going to make sure I had her memorized inside and out. I hope you're ready for this. I said, as I squatted down by Cassie's side. I placed one arm behind her knees and the other behind her back. In a sudden motion, I swept her upwards against me, now carrying her in my arms. Cassie let out an exhilarated giggle. Holy shit, Ian. I was definitely not ready for that. Hey, not my fault you didn't specify how I brought you there. I said, as I carefully steered Cassie through my hallway to my room. Once inside... I gently laid her on the bed. Now, where were we? I said, stripping off my shirt and pants, but leaving my boxers. Oh, right. I was showing you how much I liked your body. I climbed onto the bed over Cassie and began kissing her as we pressed against each other. 
I ran a hand over her face and through her hair as I continued to explore Cassie's lips with my own. She was so soft and warm and eager to receive me. I could feel her smile against my mouth. I could have taken her then, but we were just starting. I broke the kiss and leaned back so that I was kneeling between Cassie's legs. I began to run my hands over her skin, starting with her navel and working upwards across her chest, and then over each arm, one at a time. I was creating a mental map of her body, noting every perfection and every perfect flaw I ran across. I noticed the soft freckles on her arms, the stretch marks across her stomach, and the way her long red hair splayed out underneath her body like a blanket. I noticed the gentle way her legs blended with her hips, the way her lingerie emphasized her curves, and how the wedding ring she neglected to remove glinted in the bedroom light. I noticed it all. Cassie, you really are a goddess, I said, repeating my favorite word for her. Well then, treat me like one, Cassie said softly. As you wish, I said, finally ready to get down to business. I crept down the bed so that my head was at Cassie's hips. I reached for Cassie's inner thighs and spread them slightly, giving me more room. This part I'd become experienced at. I rubbed along Cassie's pelvis and over her blue lingerie beginning to sensitize her womanhood. After a bit of teasing, I worked a finger under the fabric and continued the same motion. I could feel her wetness already, and her private scent reached my nostrils just a moment later. I continued to play with Cassie for a bit longer, but then I moved to the next stage. As good as Cassie's new lingerie bottoms looked, they were blocking my ultimate prize. I began to pull on them, signaling to Cassie to raise her hips. She did so, and I slid the lingerie off her legs, tossing them to the floor beside me. I leaned forward again as Cassie spread her legs wide open, allowing me free access to her pussy. As I dove into it, I saw Cassie staring at me with lustful anticipation. I began to eat her out, using all the knowledge about her sensitive spots I'd gained over the past year. I was in heaven, watching her body respond reflexively to my tongue's attention, inhaling her musk and tasting her in my mouth. As Cassie reached the point of no return, she grabbed the back of my head and shoved me against her, her legs beginning to tremble. Despite the uncomfortable position, I managed to keep up my work on her, and Cassie gasped sharply just a few moments later. Her orgasm passed through her body, and finally she released her hold over my head. I fell onto my side, catching my breath. We lay there for a moment, recovering before Cassie spoke. I guess that means you like my surprise, huh, Ian? Oh, we're not done yet. I teased as I rolled over and removed my boxers, releasing my cock at last. I crawled over her spread legs, so that our bodies aligned, my frame dwarfing hers underneath it. I'd hope not. Cassie shot back as she reached down and grasped my cock in her hands. I haven't even gotten to say hello to him yet. Cassie teased the head of my cock with her hands before she began to tug gently on it. I let her work on me for a moment before I slid back slightly. It was time for the main event. My cock was at full attention as I aimed it at her opening. I slipped my head inside her but took my time in pressing the rest of the way. I wanted to savor this. Struck by sudden inspiration, I grabbed one of Cassie's legs and passed it in front of my body onto my other side. Now, instead of being between Cassie's legs, they were both on my right side, one stacked on top of the other. 
Cassie was still on her back, but her lower body was now twisted to the right, allowing me to see her ass. We'd never done this position before, but it was a good one. I could see all of Cassie's best parts at once. I began to thrust against Cassie, causing her small breasts to bounce slightly within her brow. I never tired of the sight of Cassie's tight little body taking my full length, nor the sensation of her pussy as it held me in its grip. I began to fuck her vigorously, as if she were a common streetwalker, rather than a church-going mother of two. For her part, Cassie's response was certainly less than then motherly. She stared deep into my eyes, hands gripping the bedsheets tightly, as she began to rock herself in time with my thrusts. I could see the hunger playing on her face, her lustful need for me to dominate her overpowering any pretense of decency. Once, I never would have imagined Cassie's innocent face could make such a blatantly horny expression, but here it was. I was quickly approaching my threshold, but Cassie beat me to it. Oh, fuck! She gasped as she suddenly stopped her rhythm against me. I didn't stop, though, continuing to pound against her soft thighs, riding out the orgasm that now gripped Cassie. She moaned in pleasure, teeth and hands both clenched tightly until her ecstasy subsided at long last. Normally, I would have been close behind her, but as soon as Cassie returned to earth, I pulled out, essentially edging myself. My body screamed at me to finish the job, but if this was to be my last time with Cassie, I was going to make it count. Cassie took a second to recover before she noticed my unfinished state. You're still not done? She asked incredulously. I came close that time, but I haven't fully unwrapped my present yet. I said, pointing to the bra Cassie was still wearing. I'm up for round three whenever you are. Cassie smiled seductively. Oh, I'm still plenty fired up. Don't you worry about that. In that case, why don't you get on top for me? I'm all worn out, I said, feigning exhaustion, as I flopped onto the bed beside Cassie. You just want an excuse to watch me work, Cassie accused. I shrugged. She wasn't wrong. I loved seeing Cassie ride me. An innocent woman like her had no business being as good at the cowgirl position as she was. Fine, but I'm doing it how I want to do it, she said, as she sat up and swung herself over me. I was still fully erect, but Cassie didn't take me in right away. Instead, she sat near the base of my cock and stroked me for a bit, pushing the head of my cock against her stomach. I didn't need any foreplay so it seemed like an unnecessary tease. But when I tried to move Cassie onto my cock, she slapped my leg with mock sternness. I told you, Ian. We're doing this my way. If you need a distraction, I think my bra's feeling a bit constrictive. I didn't need to be told twice. As Cassie continued to play with my cock, I leaned up and reached behind Cassie's back for the clasp. After a bit of fiddling, I finally released it and slid it over her arms, throwing it off the bed with the rest of our clothes. With Cassie's boobs free at last, I began to fondle them, occasionally tweaking her nipples, which were tinted in a state of full arousal. We played with each other's bodies for several seconds, before at long last, Cassie moved over my cock and impaled herself on it. I watched myself disappear into her, marveling at how well she took my length. She sat on me for a moment adjusting to this position before she began to rock her hips against me. Cassie knew how to ride my cock to completion as she'd shown many times in the past but now she was riding for her own pleasure. 
Pushing her weight onto my chest, she rubbed her pussy against my pelvis, essentially masturbating herself on it. Cassie knew that she was teasing me this way. I needed her to go up and down, not back and forth. But my own concerns faded somewhat as I saw Cassie's pleasure continue to grow. Cassie knew what she wanted from my body, and she was taking it. Such straightforward desire from a woman is incredibly sexy to me, and I was more than happy to watch. Besides, I knew my time was coming. Oh, fuck, Ian. Your cock feels so good inside me. Cassie gasped. I could tell from her eyes that she was already back on her way to the atmosphere. Sure enough, an intense minute later, Cassie began to moan uncontrollably. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Cassie practically collapsed on top of me as she lost control of her muscles. I felt her whole body shudder around my cock as her most powerful orgasm yet tore through her slender body. This time, it took Cassie several moments to regain her breath. Sweat was beginning to drip from her skin. I, on the other hand, was still not done. After giving Cassie a brief respite, I shifted my legs under her, bringing my heels closer to my body for leverage. I began to thrust upwards against Cassie, finally ready to release my pent-up lust. I wrapped my arms around Cassie's body, holding her in place against me as I began to fuck her pussy for everything I was worth. The sound of our bodies slapping together filled the air as Cassie leaned down and kissed me. We poured ourselves into each other's mouths, months of passionate fucking culminating in this moment as we connected at both ends. It was like we knew this was the last chance we had to give ourselves to each other, and we did, utterly and completely. My bliss was so overwhelming I barely noticed my approaching orgasm until it was too late. Not even having the chance to pull out, I released, shooting my seed deep into Cassie's womb, my hips still trying to push myself even further into her interior. I held Cassie tightly against me, desperately and futilely trying to hold on to our primal connection, but it was already fading. As my cock began to soften inside Cassie, reality began to sink back into my brain. I'm so sorry, Cassie. I didn't mean to. It's okay, Ian. I'm on the pill. Besides, it's kind of nice feeling you inside of me like this. Cassie said as she kissed me one last time. That was our best fuck yet. You sure you don't want to try it again tomorrow? I said, staring up at her as I brushed stray hairs away from her face. Cassie didn't respond, but instead pulled herself off me, my limp cock slipping from her freely still covered in semen. I think we should let this be the one we end on. Cassie eventually spoke, as she stepped onto the floor. I'm gonna go to the bathroom real fast and clean myself up. I lay on the bed, catching my breath as Cassie took care of herself. After a few seconds, though, I also left the bed and made my way to where Cassie's discarded lingerie had landed. I played with the fabric for a moment, its softness reminding me of Cassie herself. Cassie came out of the bathroom then, spotting what was in my hands. You can keep those if you want. Consider it a memento. Bathroom's all yours if you need it. She walked by me and out the bedroom door. I debated following her, just to hold her against me, but my bladder needed attention. I took the time to relieve myself first, then followed Cassie out. By the time I reached the main entrance into my apartment, Cassie had already put her dress back on. It looked like she had been about to sneak out the door. Wait, are you leaving already? 
I said, walking over to her. I need to get home, Ian. I promised Joseph I wouldn't be out too late tonight. Don't forget he thinks I'm at girls' night. Surely you can stay for just a bit longer, at least. What's another ten minutes? I said, trying to sound casual. Ian, Cassie said softly, looking away. I took her into my arms and squeezed her deeply. Cassie squeezed me back at first, but then she pushed herself away. Good night, Ian. Don't forget to check out the gunslinger, Cassie said, pointing to the Stephen King book she'd left on the counter. She made her way to the door, and the next moment, she was gone. Goodbye, Cassie, I said long after the door had closed behind her. I stood in a daze for several seconds before I slowly went to the counter and studied the book Cassie had left for me. I picked it up to look at the back cover when a folded piece of paper tumbled out from between the pages. Curious, I picked it up and opened it. I quickly realized it was a note from Cassie. In small handwriting, as if she tried to squeeze every usable inch out of the page, she'd written me a massive letter. I began to read. Ian, it took me a long time to find the words to write this to you. Our experience together is unlike anything I've ever had before, and I'm still not entirely sure how I feel about it. On the one hand, it's given me incredible highs that bring a smile to my face just by thinking about it. But on the other hand, nothing has so shaken me to my core and utterly shattered my sense of who I am. I never thought I'd be a cheater, especially not someone who cheated repeatedly and eagerly. But I am. At first, I told myself that it was okay because I deserved to experience the pleasure you gave me. Yes, in a perfect world, it would have come from my husband. But if Joseph didn't give it to me, was it really so bad if I got it from someone else? It's not like I was cheating on him heart, mind, and soul just physically. I was able to get myself off and then go home and be the good little wife and mother I'd always been. Eventually, I realized I was just lying to myself. Fact was and is that I had broken a sacred promise to the most important man in my life. I could try and justify it however I wanted, but that was the truth. I debated ending it with you then, but I didn't. I'm still not sure why. Maybe it was because I was afraid that when the time came, I couldn't go through with it. We both know how it worked out the first time I tried. Or maybe it was because I still love being with you, even with the shame it brought later. Who knows? In the end, I didn't stop, and I do regret that a bit. But our sex stayed so incredible that I think I would have done the exact same thing even if I could go back in time and make a different choice. But now that I'm moving away, I'm taking it as a sign from God that it truly is time for our connection to end. Please don't contact me once I leave. For both of our sakes, I think we need a clean break. I will always think of you fondly. I'm sure I'll fantasize about you often. And if I'm being fully honest with myself, I'm going to miss you deeply. But this is goodbye. Take care of yourself, Ian. Cassie P.S. There's a line from The Gunslinger that has stuck in my mind recently. Go then. There are other worlds than these. I suspect it will resonate with you just as much as it has with me. I sat there for a moment, mind processing what Cassie had written. Then I started the letter from the beginning and read it a second time. Then a third. As I said before, I'm a beast of a man. I look like I could enter the ring with Rocky himself and come out on top. But after reading Cassie's letter, I may as well have been a teenage girl. I broke down and cried.